Good evening, everyone. I will call to order the November 7th, the City of Kirkland Design Review Board meeting, and we will begin with a roll call. Randall Brand. Present. Brad Brown. Carlos Castaneda. Present. Shoshana Cohen. Present. Adam Cohen. Tyler Smith. And Amy Tars. Present. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, so um, tonight on the agenda, we have the re design response conference for the Polaris at Totem Lake. And I believe that the, the project discussion has been moved by the request of the applicant to our next meeting. Uh, we do have minutes to approve from our meeting of on July 18th. And would anyone like to entertain a motion to approve? I'll motion to approve minutes of the meetings. Thank you, Randall. Does anyone second? I second. Thank you. Do we agree to unanimously approve the minutes from July 18 meeting? Yes. Anyone opposed? Yes. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, and now uh, the agenda for tonight, as we mentioned, is the conceptual design conference for the Polaris. I uh, would like um, to ask if there are any members of the audience that would like to speak about any item that is not on the agenda tonight. Do we have any, John? Uh, we, we do have two attendees, but I believe they are associated with uh, the agenda item for tonight. So I think they will wait. Okay. Then uh, if there are no member of the audience that would like to speak right now and seeing no other unfinished business, I would um, turn to Jennifer for staff presentation. All right, let's... Okay, can everyone hear me and can everyone see the intro slide? We're good? Okay. Move that. Okay, hello everybody. Um, my name is Jen Anderer. I'm an associate planner with the city of Kirkland. Tonight we're here for the second design response conference um, for Polaris at Totem Lake. And just to refresh all of our memories, the subject property is comprised of two different parcels. It's located at 12335 120th Avenue Northeast, just west of I-405 and south of Northeast 124th Street. It's the site of the Buick GMC car dealership, which is a one-story building with associated parking. So some of tonight's goals um, for the DRC will be to discuss the topics identified by staff and other board members, um, reflect on discussions from the first DRC meeting, and the board will deliberate on the proposal and then provide feedback to the applicant. 
Looking again at the review process, we're still in the design review phase, which is made up of two parts, the conceptual design response conference, and this project did have two of those, one in May and June of this year. And then the design response conference, also with two meetings there, we had our first one back in October, and then the second one tonight. The project um, also requires a couple of other permits and approvals. So they'll have a SEPA review looking at environmental impacts, um, including things like traffic, uh, parking modification, which is being reviewed by the city's transportation engineer. And then after they receive their DRB approval, the applicant will um, come in and need to obtain development permits for building and grading. So a refresher a little bit on the project. It consists of the two eight-story buildings, approximately 442 housing units, 15,000 square feet of interior amenity space, 4,000 square feet of commercial space, and a parking garage with one story below grade. And then the residential vehicular access is um, proposed through the 120th Avenue Northeast. It's, there's the access easement um, that's shared with Totem Lake Plaza, and that's the property to the south of the subject property. So there's a number of areas the board should specifically focus on tonight. If we start with zoning regulations, the one that requires board consideration is open space. Uh, the applicants proposing the public, publicly accessible plaza um, adjacent to 120th. It's located between the residential space and the commercial space. Um, staff have reviewed the plaza satisfies the zoning requirements so in terms of size and dimension but the board should provide additional feedback on how the space is configured um, proposed amenities and then also response to the applicant's revision um, to the space in response to the board's feedback from the first drc meeting and then there's three main design guideline guidelines for the board to focus on. Uh, we're looking at scale, pedestrian-oriented elements, and open space and landscaping. So starting with scale, at the October DRC meeting, the board discussed increasing modulation and more var variation in those parapets, uh, development of Tower A into more of an anchor for the building, variation of window placement and also exploring additional styles and also addressing some blank walls. So the project has evolved from the first DRC meeting into the second and um, the applicant will go into detail on that during their presentation. But on this slide specifically, the top graphic is pulled from our first DRC meeting last month and then the bottom is from today's uh, packet. So looking at the revisions that the applicant has included in the packet for tonight, the board should provide feedback on horizontal and vertical modulation techniques. Are those effective enough in breaking up that mass? Um, specifically focusing on that middle section um, facing 120th Avenue Northeast. And are the architectural elements that have been incorporated into the de design, are they effective in creating that anchor that was talked about at the last meeting, and also have the blank wall treatments um, been adequately addressed. So as for pedestrian oriented elements, at the last meeting, the board 
asked for the applicant to examine the pedestrian areas and look for opportunities of greater activation um, and pedestrian engagement along 120th and expanding the usability of that plaza space. So looking at things like integration of a stair, uh, blending the transition from the public sidewalk into the plaza space, um, reducing planter bed sizes, looking for additional seating opportunities. So the board should provide input on, you know, have, have the concerns around street activation and pedestrian engagement been adequately addressed. Um, also looking at the public plaza um, at the primary frontage of the building, have, have those comments been addressed appropriately? And does the design provide sufficient pedestrian covering? So finally, we also have open space and landscaping. At the last meeting, there was discussion of a more detailed landscaping plan to address privacy, um, particularly from um, the Montessori School to the north of the project, enhancing public spaces, ground floor engagement, um, and also looking into seasonal plantings. So dialing in some of that landscaping a little bit and thinking about what it would look like at various um, points in the year. Also utilizing opportunities to enhance some of the big swaths of landscape area and providing more pleasant views for the units that are facing the retaining wall um, that's adjacent to that green belt. So when it goes up, up to the hill, um, making sure that you, those units have, have a nice view out of their windows. So the board can look to, um, if the proposed landscaping along 120th complements the design, um, the plaza and the pedestrian oriented frontage, is the landscaping along the north property line of, of the project adequate to buffer from that adjacent school? And are there any additional techniques that the board would like to see to enhance those views um, adjacent to the Greenbelt retaining wall? So we did receive a comment letter on behalf of Evergreen Montessori. Uh, that's the school um, just north of the project. It was distributed to the board earlier today. Um, essentially asking the board to specify a size of any replacement trees in that landscape buffer um, adjoining that or along that adjoining property line. Um, I just wanted to give the board a couple of clarifying points. So in the letter, it discusses code requirements for replacement trees, and we actually do specifically um, call out size requirements for supplemental trees or replacement trees. So that's found in KZZ. Uh, 9541, it states, so supplemental trees have to be at least two inches in caliper for deciduous and at least six feet tall for coniferous trees. Um, and also while the code, it does outright require um, that landscape buffer because it's along a perimeter drive. So 95 does require those plantings. The city also has a landscape maintenance agreement um, and that can get recorded prior to finaling of the building permit. So if, or I guess rather when a tree needs to be replaced, um, the city would only require the property owner to meet the supplemental planting standards per code. And really the board doesn't have the authority to, to require anything greater than that. Um, but that said, there's nothing really that precludes two property owners from working together um, during those circumstances, uh, welcome to put in something larger than what's required by code and can kind of work through that together. Um, I would like to note, I, I talked with the city's development review arborist on this, um, 
And so he weighed in on the issue and he did mention that, you know, transplanting of those larger mature trees, um, there's usually a higher likelihood that they don't survive. So that's another component to consider um, when you're replacing something like that, really wanting it to thrive and, and take hold. All right, and so tonight the board should deliberate on the applicant's proposal, either approve the project, approve with conditions, or return for an additional design response conference. Um, if the board does determine that another DRC is needed, we, we would look to have um, an outline of additional information that's needed to decide on the project. And with that, if there's any staff questions or anything, any immediate questions you'd like to ask, I can take those. Otherwise, we can move on to the applicant's presentation. Thank you, Jennifer. Does anyone have uh, any questions for Jennifer? I do. Go ahead, yeah. Amy. Okay, thank you. Um, Eric, can, can you clarify, <clears throat> based on staff evaluation of uh, the proposed uh, replacement trees, um, and I don't know if you can pull it up because, um, um, you know, basically is um, <clears throat> the Montessori school not um, satisfied with the proposed um, screening <clears throat> as it's shown today? So I th I, I'm wondering if that's something that that will discuss, be discussed during the presentation. I was just pulling up, I think the applicant could probably speak to which of these are existing trees and which mm -hmm. would be um, anything that's required for supplemental. What, um, what I was speaking on, at least in the presentation is we're thinking, we're thinking years out, right? You know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so it I, looks like maybe John, John unmuted if he has some input there. Um, yeah, yeah the, we will go. The, sorry, we will go over that with the uh, applicant presentation because yeah, okay. So I, I guess my question is more like trying to understand if the letter from the Montessori school um, was responding to a previous <clears throat> landscape plan or the current one that we're about to review. So I did have um, some discussions. I had a phone call and um, we've been t talking with them a little bit. And I believe, um, and we'll probably get into more detail on this later on tonight, um, but they received the, the latest and greatest proposal. So they're looking at the same packet that we are, um, especially with regards to that landscaping. So um, sat in on the last meeting, had, had a series of comments. A lot of those have been satisfied. It looks like they're not um, included in this supplementary letter. And so these are kind of the final final items in response to the current packet. Um, and then my next question is, I don't know if um, uh, we've reviewed so many different projects, but is there any step back requirements for this project? Are you, um, are you thinking- Building like step a, backs. Like a um, setback? Yeah. Yeah. For the upper stories. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't. I guess, I guess the applicants so. can answer that if later on. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, Jen, there, yeah. isn't, there aren't any. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, John. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> that's Thank all. You. Thanks, you, everyone. Uh, so I believe we are turning to John for the applicant presentation. 
Um, actually, uh, Dane will take the lead um, initially no here going Thank you. Sorry going through about the, the response. No yeah. Dave, go ahead. Awesome. John, just speak up when you want to when you want to jump in. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, for joining us here for our second round of our, our DRC. So appreciate everybody's uh, feedback on the last. We went back to the drawing board a little bit on a few of uh, a few of the items that we talked about in our last DRC. And I think that the result is uh, actually a much better project. Um, really, uh, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a good a good looking project for this uh, for this site, especially so. Let me jump right in, and we'll uh, we'll get going here. And uh, just for for everybody's information, I know we got a little bit of feedback from uh, from Jen that we want to be able to take a look at the model, maybe when we're floating around with questions, uh, deliberation. I have that open, so we can be able to we can be able to take a look at that uh, after my presentation. Uh, but I will be having a my blue beam session open and kind of run through that presentation first. All right. All righty, everybody's able to see my screen. Great, awesome. All righty, let's see here. Let's see if we can get to this one. There we go. All righty, so as Jen had mentioned, a couple of the items that, that were, were brought up in the last DRC was scale, pedestrian oriented elements, open space and landscaping. And then I've just kind of categorized a couple other elements under other comments. So that's the way that the presentation is broken down. So it'll be really similar to what Jen had laid out kind of in her summary of, uh, of the comments that were discussed during last DRC. So jumping down into scale here, uh, really looking at vertical and horizontal modulation. Um, the, the board comment was increase overall modulation and articulation, particularly along 120th Avenue Northeast. So as you can see, a couple of the items here really took a look at material articulation, added in breaking down kind of the, the horizontal articulation of the building and added another um, portion above kind of the base element, um, breaking down that, uh, that two thirds kind of upper element, if you will with this, this warmer material uh, above, or sorry, below the, the darker material. So one other thing you'll see too, I know Randall had made the comment about the shadows hitting uh, the side of the building. So adjusted the shadows a little bit. So it wasn't at such a, uh, such a degree. So <clears throat> a little earlier in the day rather than later. Um, and so uh, that, that helped with us being able to kind of show the material or the, the actual color uh, along the facade. So. Uh, B, textural, uh, texture variation really changes in, in fiber cement panels from smooth to coarse. Um, you'll see that you can kind of see where the B is being shown here as well as up here. So really using a smooth panel uh, in conjunction with, uh, with what we're calling out like an eight inch reveal or a cast stripe, which adds a lot more, uh, a lot more texture to the, to the facade. So when you're looking at it different types of the day, you'll get, uh, you'll get a play on the on the facade when you're walking by. So uh, see additional modulation at levels uh, five and six on, on the east wing. So looking at adding another uh, upper modulation here above kind of that base element here. So originally we just had the one kind of center centralized here. So uh, roof line uh, parapet modulation was a big comment we talked about in our last DRC. So as you can see, 
just from this rendering, you can you can see the parapet modulation uh, far more. We'll get to that. I have a separate sheet for that on page seven. Uh, we added a bookend on on this uh, Tower A East or West Wing to be able to kind of kind of bookend the, the the project really in terms of the facade. So you can see we took this same type of uh, two thirds, one third element, and, and then bookended it here on this uh, on this west wing. So uh, F, we've got additional fenestration types. So a comment that Brad had, had come up with that we had originally had two fenestration types on the project. So really look to emphasize or group together a couple window types. Uh, added one as well as group them together to be able to really create more of a striking element on the facade, especially on this corner. Uh, anchor corner, which we'll get to a little later. Uh, also have a little bit more information on that fenestration and really kind of the breakdown um, of that on page eight. G, we've got a vertical modulation break. So this was really in response to the corner element uh, that Randall had brought up. You can kind of see where originally the, the corner element dove behind more or less this middle mass here. And the intent was to push that parapet back behind and make it more of a a primary element. And based on Randall's comment, we really re-looked at, uh, at how, this, how this corner was broken down all the way down to the column and the structural support. So really trying to re-emphasize the columns and then also pulling back that parapet to make it more of a standalone corner element. Um, and that also came with a, a modulation break right down uh, the side of this, uh, of this corner element. We'll get to that a little bit, a little bit later as well. So the next sheet is just really showing uh, a lot of those similar, those same, uh, same categories, but on the uh, on the other facade here on 120th, on the east facade. So again, a couple points here: the the, the material break, material articulation between really this uh, this element that wraps all the way down to the base, creating a little bit more uh, warmer element that ties into the base element. Uh, along the facade. You've got your uh, texture variation in these panels. You can kind of see the differences. This little darker panel here is, uh, is uh, contemporary smooth and we've got a cast stripe panel uh, in the center here. And then also the window, uh, the F here, point F where we've got fenestration type. So again, trying to carry that, that corner element and bring in more of a striking, uh, uh, striking or dramatic uh, essence to the project on this facade as well. So I think the material, as you can see too, it's darker. There's more of a contrast between the, uh, uh, the base element and, and more of this, this upper element. So I think that helps break down the facade as well. Working into rooftop or roof line parapet modulation. So a couple things I wanted to add on here in the packet that you probably have on here, um, the parapet was actually increased by five foot six. I think I, I, I typoed on that and it was two foot six and then one foot. So these are the, these are the actual uh, dimensions between the corner element and what I'm really calling the base kind of right underneath this point D is really kind of your baseline. And then the next, the next portion, these, these higher portions here that are in the darker element, those are up two feet from the base in a sense. And then the corner element is up is up the highest, so that's at five foot six above 
more or less baseline, if you if you will. So gave dimensions on there, breaking down in 35 foot, 10 foot break here, uh, modulation in the wall as well as the roof line. So here's this added uh, vertical wall wall modulation at the uh, at the corner element that you can see. So it's a little faint here. We'll get a little closer on the, when we look at the at the corner uh, anchor element. But there is a there is a wall wall modulation break here of at least a foot, separating that corner anchor from the from the recesses. And then again, omitted that uh, we didn't have this view in our last one, but <clears throat> originally that parapet at the corner anchor element went behind this upper element and and really died off back here. So omitting that portion and and really just concentrating that parapet to that corner anchor to make it more of a more of a drastic uh, contrast. Looking here, uh, explore variation of window size and, and style. So the first point here is really just an added window type. So it's really just a large picture window uh, in height is in width. Um, and then we've also grouped that with uh, with another just single hung window here where um, it's creating when when we group it together creates the, the appearance of a larger uh, larger opening as well. So that was really in response to Brad's comment about trying to add a little bit of variation to the window size to really be able to promote just different dramatic aspects to the facade. So we looked at that. Deep recessed windows uh, was a was a point that we had brought up in our last DRC. I just thought I would bring that back here. So these are really the the or, or the the modulation or the wall modulation along the facade that we provided in our diagrams at last um, DRC. And then one comment that Amy had brought up last time was is that she had, she had brought up really the scallop shape and the the and how it was it was a great idea, but it would be more striking if if it had a fold to it or you would be able to view it from from the ground level. So we took a look at more or less a folded scallop rather than just having kind of a single plane um, scallop on there. So as you can see, looking straight up at the facade here, it gets a little bit of a break to that and creates a little bit more movement across the facade. So I think that was a great comment and really does add quite a bit to the facade and the treatment of that um, treatment of the building. You can also see here too, just a little bit of the, the differences, smooth panel between kind of our cast stripe and the reveals, um, some colors implemented on, on the recesses on different sides, as you can see here that as you're looking one way at the facade, you'll see these yellow planes, but looking from the other way, you'll, you'll be able to also see these yellow planes on these recesses as well, giving just another level of interest uh, for passerbys. Great, down into the corner uh, anchor element here. So really uh, the comment here was expand the corner, uh, corner tower so that it functions as an accent and an anchor of the building. So really looking at here uh, that I mentioned a little bit before, uh, we took this all the way back to the, the primary structure, realigned the column layout so that we have this really strong corner from everywhere you're looking. So um, that was really essential, I think, in being able to kind of ground this element without having it um, kind of intersect the, the rest of the element up up at the upper portion. 
now it can kind of stand on its own as an anchor element that also grounds itself down into the structure into the base. So um, B, we took a look at the vertical modulation to help break the corner element. So again, here there is a there's wall uh, modulation here at the break. Raised parapet to help emphasize the priority of this corner anchor element. So again, five foot six off of the base element. Part I just mentioned, omit that. Uh, that parapet that was running back into the upper. And then we also revisited the fenestration on both facades to provide uh, larger openings. So again, kind of these groupings right on this corner. So if I was ever to rent a unit, it would be this unit, upper level, corner windows uh, right there. So it's a great, uh, a great and striking uh, corner to the project. Jumping down into uh, pedestrian oriented elements. So a couple of the board comments here, uh, ground floor activation through benches, pavers, landscaping, um, expand the amount of frontage along 124th, that should actually say 120th, I believe. I think this was coming from yours, Jen, so apologize. Um, along 120th Avenue Northeast, that engages the public. And then also explore art opportunities within the enhanced landscape area, areas. So. Looking at this, this view, we'll go through a couple of these views kind of along the frontage, but really at this point, you can see we've uh, we've coordinated with our landscape architect. There is uh, there is more detailed plans that will be coming up here in a minute, but really looking so everything that's reflected really in these renderings are as close to the, the, the planting plans as we can there. So, but here looking at really seating elements along these uh, planter walls, as you can see, maybe some folded um, three quarter inch, quarter inch plate steel, powder coated elements that could be mounted to this cast in place concrete wall. Um, we've got B, so we're showing kind of these long linear concrete pavers, uh, concrete scoring patterns on the, on the surface here to be able to help uh, kind of promote uh, a nice kind of linear modern look here. And this one here, again, looking at A and C on this point, we're looking at uh, uh, some more plant or some more seeding opportunities. Really, this is at that gentle, gentle ramp that we talked about last time that said, hey, can we reduce some of the planting <clears throat> along this area and really engage more circulation and, and opportunities for seeding? And we both agreed, or all of us agreed on the thought that Maybe it's not best to be able to provide seating on this wall so that you're looking directly at the fitness center and offices within the building, but really try to group seating areas along the along the building facade, this planter wall, and, and looking out towards 120th Avenue. So that was the intent here and being able to try to really open up that, uh, that circulation path um, into the plaza. Again, we're looking at uh, paper patterns here on this trying to take that linear pattern and run it up this gentle gentle slope and more into the main entrance into the project. Here a little bit of a, an aerial here looking a little further uh, west along 120th. A couple of the points here, seating uh, node here, it looks like my little bubble got moved a little bit, but you can see more or less a uh, kind of a standalone seating area. I'll get into the butterfly garden here in a minute, Amy. We we really took a hard look at with the landscape architect on being able to provide um, a, a butterfly garden in this area. So 
just trying to be able to provide a seating node there so that you can maybe stop and appreciate that that node as you're as you're working your way along 120th. Um, <clears throat> another point here, just you can kind of see it from here. I just wanted to bring it out that 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 walkway down from the main entrance um, and down into the plaza, really the accessible route into the into this public plaza, is uh, is widened and expanded the the, the landscape in between this this uh, circulation path in the building has been reduced. Um, D here just enhanced it by uh, taking the board's advice, butterfly garden. Uh, and then also E looking at, you can kind of see it from this point, I'll get a little closer on the, on the renderings here, but really trying to use really an art, potentially an art installation or something more artistic um, by a panel of some sort to be able to screen the public or the, the proposed parking or prospective tenant parking um, from passerbys along 120th, but also be able to create a nice backdrop for the butterfly garden um, so that you're not looking obviously directly in, uh, into the vehicles. So. so now into open space and landscaping. So here again, looking right, uh, right down the uh, the courtyard kind of the stepped courtyard up into the uh, up into tower a here um we took a look with the landscape architect uh to be able to provide the right plantings along this area so really at this point just uh proposed seating areas and you can't see it quite from the top view but you can see right down here in this bottom left hand view um trying to expand seating around some of these planters so more or less a low seating four sides around these kind of central uh uh, central planters. There's two raised planters there with seating all the way around them. You've got the green wall behind that that heads up this concrete wall and, and cascades into the into a kind of a, this middle courtyard space, and then again up into the up into the pedestrian courtyard um, up at uh, up at level one. Another point here that uh, that we were talking about was we wanted to consider stair access into the project and and that's one of the points down here a that uh, that brad had brought up last time hey why aren't the stairs in a sense coming down from from the public way at 120th right down into the heart of the plaza so really taking a look at that and organizing kind of two stairways around around a central planner right down into the plaza, right down into the active space. So I thought that was a great comment uh, and probably added a lot to the project just by that. Um, again here, let's see, I've got B here, uh, the, the westerly ramp down into the uh, down into the plaza, again, reducing the planner widths. Um, don't have a really good view of this one. I think I've got one coming up here in just a minute on that, but um, that's one of the comments there. One of the other ones that we're, that we're bringing up here again, the paper pattern, uh, scoring pattern of the concrete uh, for the surfacing. We've got bikes, uh, bike parking, kind of at an elevated platform here along 120th, uh, kind of with this same pattern of the metal panel to be able to kind of shield that from uh, people using this lower terrace of this uh, of this public plaza. Here you can kind of see the. Uh, this point here, this wider access point with a couple seating nodes along that uh, along that low planter wall uh, along the face of the building, really promoting uh, circulation down into this plaza space. Again, here, kind of these these low seating areas along the planters uh, in this central plaza. And again, you can kind of see it from this side, but 
this uh, this little guy's running down from the stairs that are coming right down uh, centralized into the plaza. So we're looking east, coming up 120th here. Uh, this this slide is really to emphasize kind of the butterfly garden and these panels as you're uh, as you're walking up um, a 120th here. So again, uh, a little seating node to be able to help experience that, maybe take a stop uh, and appreciate it. And uh, and we've got the butterfly garden as you head up. And this goes all the way up to right at the entrance of the building um, as you're as you're heading into either the the public the the wide ramp that goes down in the public plaza or the main entrance into uh, into tower a of the project so jumping down into some planning plans i won't go too in depth on this i'm not a landscape architect so um but i think the plans are are far more put together there's a lot more information uh, within these plans as you can see here, an existing uh, uh, tree plan. John, I don't know if you want to pipe in here at all on any of the trees, uh, or if we want to wait until the very end on that one. I know we were kind of bringing up that that aspect about. Yeah, I can just speak real real briefly to it. Um, our I think our neighbors are on as well. Um, they might have some comment later, but um, yeah, we worked with um, our neighbors. Uh, and their consultant, Joe Tovar, since our last um, design response meeting on a myriad of questions they had um, other than the trees um, that I, I think we've successfully worked through. Um, the tree uh, specific to our shared property line, there are um, two unhealthy trees um, kind of immediately along that, that path that our arborist is recommending be removed um, and replaced with an evergreen variety that provides, will provide year round screening. Um, our arborist uh, essentially wrote um, uh, 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 their opinion back on, on the size of replacement. Sounds like is an agreement with the city's arborist that uh, Jen mentioned earlier that large tree replacement don't, does not have a high likelihood of success. They typically disrupt the adjacent trees more than they um, provide benefits, so we're we're recommended to to stay with um, um, with the city of Kirkland's landscaping code replacement. However, um, our landscape architect said I think code minimum is six foot, and that there are um, eight to ten foot varieties that that would take um, to um, establish just as well as a six foot variety. So um, if you know, besides those two that we need to replace outright because of the health of the trees, if any other trees are, um, you know, long-term don't survive, we'd replace with a, a little bit larger um, replacement tree than just the code minimum. Um, so agreeing with our neighbor that that eight to 10 foot replacement tree is is feasible. Our arborist agrees that the success of those would be would be high as well. Excellent. Awesome, thanks John. Working down into a few more of these slides. It might take a second, sorry, it looks like. Trying to go down here. Here we go. Yeah, just landscape character, a little bit more clear on, on really kind of what we're being trying to be able to provide here. The butterfly garden, public plaza, uh, really the interior courtyards. I know this is really isn't a topic of what we've really been discussing in this DRC. 
these DRC meetings. So, but at least this information's in here. So one other one, just that green wall that I was talking about at that terrace, uh, terrace courtyard uh, at the backside of the plaza. Go down to the next one here. I'm sorry, it might take just a second to load here. All righty, here we go. We're just showing uh, overall planting plan here. Buffers around the uh, around the uh, all sides of the of the property here. And I won't spend too much time. We can get into more questions about any of this uh, after my presentation. Uh, tree planting plan. We've got our buffer and frontage plan, really just focusing on, on just those. We've got our frontage and public uh, plaza enlargement plan. So again, just uh, making sure we're matched up with our, uh, with our landscape plan as uh, with our architectural as well. So again, just kind of back to that comment about, uh, about Brad's re taking a look at the alignment and the and the location of the stairs into the plaza so we added these stairs here right down the center kind of skewed these these planters so that it uh that it parallels the building jog um, and then also the the reason for these locations of these stairs here is this is the primary entrance into the parking garage for commercial for the commercial tenant spaces here so anybody that's shopping or doing any anything at these uh at these commercial suites would be parking in our parking garage and there's an access point through here and into that garage. So that's really the idea of, of why that is why that's there. And again, we've got more of like a short term parking bike parking for commercial users, as well as uh, short term parking for either commercial or or our um, or our amenity or our residents. Go to the next slide here. Just a couple again, uh, plasma enlargement plans. Obviously we haven't talked about these, but thought it'd be, be helpful to be able to show updated uh, plaza plans for the interior of the project. That uh, the uh, public or the resident courtyard in between the, between the two towers. And then uh, tower A or sorry, yep, tower B's uh, courtyard plans as well. Okay, down into other comments. Uh, Amy had brought up the comment about blank walls. Identify any blank walls and how they'll be treated. So you can see on here, we've got the previous on the top and we've got the current on the bottom here. So as you can see here, looking at identifying these, uh, we do have openings along the, along the facades. You can see that adding more of a, a shelter or a, a covered area that, that heads into the front door of our market rate tower, um, providing railing and an, an additional louver into the garage to be able to help provide another break in that, in that facade. And here, just a little bit further to the, uh, I guess, to the northwest-ish here, so kind of to the right of the page here. Um, Again, on the upper here, looking at more or less screening that goes into this court, this central courtyard on the amenity or the, the uh, market rate, providing screening here for that, uh, for that courtyard in response to conversations with the neighbor. Um, so also looking at from the bottom here, the current vision of what this would look like is being able to provide some type of climbing plantings here on a screen that kind of work their way vertically, horizontally, 
to be able to help break down that break down that facade. Okay, and then the, the last point here that that Amy had also brought up on our last meeting was really looking at how to how to treat this kind of rear of the building, the southern southern portion, uh, where we have a required we have a water loop through the projects. So we have a required 15 foot easement. There's a, quite a few complexities happening on this side of the building, unfortunately. Um, but really looking in, the, in response to the board's comments uh, regarding the residential views at the Southern facade, we provided more detail on what this area might look like. Um, and we feel that based on that proposed 15 foot easement uh, between the units and that shoring wall, coupled with the fact that the units are actually already off of the base, so really, as you can see, it was probably a little deceiving last time that that facade went all the way down to the ground, but really where that floor line is cut is at that location. So the floor line will remain consistent. There are no units that are lower than this portion. And as you look at that shoring wall down below, the, the distance doesn't, isn't quite as high as what it maybe appeared on the last, uh, the last round of our DRC. And being able to be able to provide boulders and gravel on this back spot. This is also a required fire access lane um, back here as well. So we're a little, little, little limited in what we could be able to provide back here to be, to be able to allow um, fire access back here. Um, but this was our attempt to really the painted wide flange beams, uh, the shoring, the lagging that actually goes into these walls really will will. I don't want to say, I mean, it'll weather over time and there's grain. I mean, it really, it really provides almost a, I don't know, a, a board form concrete look, but not even necessarily having to do the concrete. It's, it's, it's real wood back here. So that was our attempt climbers that are coming down off of the top of the, uh, of the green belt easement as well, to be able to provide some type of greenery along these, uh, along these shoring walls as well. So. And that was my presentation. We've got quite a bit more information in the appendix as well if we need to run through any questions there, but uh, appreciate everybody's time on letting us come back to you and provide a better project. Thank you very much, Dane. Um, I think uh, we can um, ask the board members for questions. And if we need any more information from the appendix, we can turn to that as well. Uh, so, Randall, you're on top of my screen. Would you like to start? Sure, I'll, <clears throat> I'll get in here. Uh, can I go back a couple items that I'm looking at? I, no, I, I like what you've presented and how you responded to our requests and and comments from last week or last time uh and that in the parapet uh i think you've done a real nice job across the parapet and then also that corner uh bringing that back out or, or extending it up just a little bit above the rest and and that type of thing and then the color combinations and just kind of how you've done that so i think i mean the response has been very good uh what we were saying, uh, the don't really have any comments on the landscaping. And I think as far as the trees along the Montessori school, you're you're working the right direction there. Yeah, you 
be above code minimum, but uh, doing what you can and what your arborist will say will be successful to make that happen. And that's always important is to just make sure it's also successful in that. So I, as I, as I look at everything, there's really not a lot of comments that I have. I, I'm going to like it and like it very well. So uh, I think at this point in time, that's really all the comments I have right now. Thank you, Randall. Carlos? Yes. Uh, hi. Um, thanks, Dane and John, for your presentation. I have a few comments I wanted. Uh, I want to check with you. Um, first is the tower element. I noticed that there's a perforated uh, vertical element being shown at the corner. Could you please elaborate on what's the finish of that uh, element, the design, what kind of pattern are, are you guys proposing to use? I don't. I didn't. I don't think that I saw that noted. Is that the plans? Yeah. Oh, the car park. Yeah, and this this was a comment we had also from uh, I believe it was Amy and then our neighbor, um, the Bedfords at the Montessori School as well, um, providing a little bit more screening um, as people park and and find their way into the um, into the building. This is this is the leasing or prospective tenant parking. So people who are coming for a, an appointment to sign rental agreements or interested in looking at an apartment, this is short-term parking for them. So um, trying to provide a little more screening for our neighbors um, was, was the original intent. I believe Amy had some um, questions to, to have something a little larger than a three foot um, uh, half, you know, half wall or small wall along 120th that we we thought this uh, could could add a nice detail to provides a little bit of artistic interest as well as some screening opportunity. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, it ma makes sense. I, I think that, uh, it's a right assumption to place that over there. The only reason why I why I asked is because uh, the part of uh, I guess it's a exhibit um, or the appendix. Sorry. I didn't see any notes about that finish. So I'm just gonna make sure that that's actually incorporated and not uh, missed. Uh, yeah, Dane, I don't know if it's handy. We we have some, we've used this product a few times. Um, right, yeah, I didn't see products. it identified on the elevations. Yeah, so it's a, I think it's a quarter inch metal um, panel product. Um, that comes pre, you know, pre-designed and installed. Um, Dan, I don't know if you have any other literature on that, but. Yeah, and I didn't want to necessarily, I know I, I mentioned revamp. It's one of the projects, products we've used in the past. And this one is called a complex nest in a sense, but didn't want to necessarily limit it to something. I mean, there might be an, an opportunity like John was saying for kind of more of a pub, public art element that maybe, I mean, the, the thought is, is it's quarter inch, um, plate steel that is water jetted with some type of design on it that could be mounted there. So not necessarily limiting to just to just this type of a panel, but um, there is a little bit of, I think, flexibility there. But from from to John's point, this is what I've what I've called. This is kind of the intent was this revamp panel metal railing slash screening, I guess. Okay. 
Okay, makes sense. Uh, yeah, mm. I, I guess that I would like uh, to see that in the um, elevations, the package mm. to be clearly noted. Make yeah. sure that that's incorporated and to know where that's going because it's currently not there. Um, could you go to page, uh, I think it's 29, slide 29 in your package? Just want to uh, revisit um, the uh, facade that is facing um, the property at the east, I think. Um, Kind of like the gas station. Oh yeah, sorry, twenty nine of the package you said. Um, yeah, I think it's twenty nine. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. That's a good view. So there are a few blank walls uh, that are appearing there at the bottom. Uh, I know that uh, currently the renderings are showing some sort of uh, planting uh, being implemented there, but um, the landscaping plan doesn't have anything there. So I, I guess that I'll need more clarity on what's the intent, especially since that it's connected to the adjacent property. And I guess that it's gonna have a lot of visibility. Yeah, nope. And uh, we show the green strip there, let me... Uh... Mm -hmm. I think I saw planting selection, what type of species your guys are trying to use and how tall are those gonna grow and if they are gonna provide enough uh, coverage um, to satisfy the blank well treatment uh, requirement. Absolutely, okay, I can come back to that. I know it's, uh, we actually just, uh, yeah, I, I think we've got a little bit more information on that that I can provide. It's uh, actually in more of a, uh, another another document. So, yep, uh, that's a that's a good point there, Carl. Now you're talking. Sorry, just can I follow up on that just just to make sure clarification here. You're talking about that as a blank wall, more or less underneath or behind that planting area. This well, uh, this corner right here. Yeah, I guess that if you it depends on what you guys want to do. It's up to you to decide if you guys want to like use. Um, landscaping or any other techniques, just uh, kind of like raising uh, the concern that there's gonna be blank wall there. And I guess that next to the um, parking entry, you also have another area that it's, I think concrete right now. Oh, that's the trash enclosure. And, mm -hmm. and you, yeah. you, you have planting there in your model. So I guess that it's um, are just uh, um, coordinating the the model with the drawings and making sure that it's being shown uh, or just for us to understand what you guys are trying to attempt there. Absolutely. Yeah, Carlos, so what, what you see here, obviously generic landscaping, but there there is a buffer along that whole area to break up that, that area from the curb to the to the street. So are you, are you satisfied with this or wanting a little bit? It yeah, I guess that it's also going to be kind of like the same request as the other one to just update your plans, uh, the landscaping plans in this case, to mm -hmm. show um, uh, planting, like in this case, uh, type of species that you are guys are planning to use. And I see the trash enclosure is also being there uh, proposed. Is that the trash enclosure or is that a transformer Trans that? Yeah, transformer. And uh, it needs to be a. Um, screened by code, I'm guessing. 
or are you guys just proposing that screening? Yep, we're proposing that screening around it with uh, with gates and access um, to be able to to be able to get to the transformers. We're working with with PSE on kind of those clearances to to confirm. So getting buy off uh, from that. So we're through the initial through the initial coordination effort with PSE on that element. Yeah, I guess, and, and is that kind of like the final intent uh, to provide uh, screening through these uh, perforated panels, metal panels? That That is, yep. Okay. Is that it's also gonna be just a comment to add it to elevations or uh, noted in this package, make sure that that's covered. Um, okay. Next item is uh, regarding um, street activation. Uh, so I noticed that along 120, uh, you placed a bench. Just wondering what was the criteria that uh, you used to pick or um, choose the location of that bench? And uh, this might be uh, also kind of like a question for the staff. I don't know if there are any plans to for in the future to add a bus route. But currently uh, the location of the bench over there, uh, I don't think that it's gonna be highly used. If that wants to be kind of like a successful bench, it might probably need to be on the retail side, the commercial side where there's more activation uh, or where probably there's a restaurant and people need to like sit down to wait for their table. Uh, other than that, yeah, this was an addition too because we we incorporated quite a bit of more seating along our our low walls and and other bench treatments there. This this was an addition with a comment from Amy in, in terms of the activation of this part felt felt a little less activated than the rest. Um, so we beefed up this side with the panels and the butterfly garden, and right. then just added added a bench here. Yeah, because that bench kind of like feels a little bit alone and kind of like segregated. For, you know, it's not connected to kind of like the main entry to uh, the plaza that is there. It's just kind of like hanging in there. So I was just wondering if like you guys are going to be providing one bench or if it's intended to have a, a multiple seating options along this um, sidewalk. I guess that that's kind of like a question. Uh, I don't know if in the model you can go to the other side where the commercial spaces are. Uh, is that also provided with uh, some sort of seating? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Added these. Yep. Seating around these kind of low planters as well as some some seating. Along this uh, this low planter wall, as you head up towards uh, towards the west, and yeah. towards the east, is there uh, public seating provided? There is. There's public seating in the form of uh, locations along these low walls as well. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yep. All right. Sounds good. And da -da -da. The next item is regarding um, landscaping and the plaza. It seems that you guys are uh, planning to do a green wall at the plaza. Now, looking mm -hmm. at the shadow studies that uh, you provided, that plaza 
will not receive any natural lighting probably throughout the entire year. Everything is being shown kind of like dark. If you look at the uh, plants that you provided, I think that there's only um, one specific period of time during uh, summer that it will probably receive some sort of lighting for a few hours. That being said, uh, what type of uh, plant selection is there being specified for that green wall? Just trying to make sure that if you guys provide something that the plants will grow, otherwise uh, it might be uh, kind of like wiser to specify other sort of feature, but I don't know mm -hmm. if the um, landscape architect or um, whoever specified or it will specify the type of um, uh, species yeah. Um, it's, yeah, they, it's aware that it's going to be a north facade, that north north orientation that is not going to have any natural lighting. That you're you're right, Carlos. And our landscape architect took that into account with the selection of the species throughout the property, not only this area, but replacement trees and others, making sure that they're shade tolerant or otherwise um, for the specific planting. So, AHLB. Uh, or excuse me, AHBL is our landscape architect who's been uh, working on this project along with their arborist team in the selection of the plants. Okay. All right. If the landscape architect is aware of that, I guess that I'm, I'm good uh, with um, his recommendation. And last but not least, uh, could you go to slide number 29? Yeah, that one. So, um, for your comments, uh, you mentioned that there's a screening that is being proposed at the top. Uh, however, it, it doesn't uh, specify what type of screening, if it's going to be perforated, if it's going to be opaque. Uh, what, what's kind of like the design intent? And it seems that the railing is being yeah. kept there. Is the railing going to stay or is the railing going to be uh, removed and replaced the with the screening only? Yeah, the railing was essentially changed out or, or brought down for that grid pattern where the green wall can grow up. So that second variation, the green wall can come up to the courtyard area. Um, working with our neighbors, this, this was a, an area of concern for privacy. And so we had switched out um, the railing to these higher um, opaque panels um, with our courtyard area. This was a compromise that we worked on with our neighbors. And have you picked the material for the opaque panels and the finish? Uh, my, my, yeah, go ahead, John. No, I, I said I got it from Dane. So Dane, I forget oh, okay. what the materials was. <laughs> yeah, the thought was to kind of maintain a, a similar type of texture to, to the other panel. So really a quarter inch uh, plate steel powder coated was the thought for those type of a panels to be able to erect it kind of in a similar a frame, if you will, so that it kind of ties all together, not trying to be able to provide a, a different type of material and frame to be able to support that material. Okay, um, I guess that I'll be satisfied noting that as well in the package as part of uh, um, a part of the presentation or of a part of this project. That That's all that I have. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, guys, for your time. Thanks, Carlos. Thank you so much, Carlos. Uh, Amy, your turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with just um, 
I guess the big question, the big stuff. Um, are we going to see a material board and you know a color material board uh, so we can kind of um, confirm what you know we think we're seeing? That was yeah. provided. Um, oh, sorry. I think at our first design response meeting, okay. so I don't know where the location of that is. We we sent that to City Hall uh a month month or plus ago okay yep. my bad um i will go and look at it again <laughs> um okay <laughs> and then um so i'm kind of following up on some of carlos's questions because <clears throat> i had some similar questions um so on page 15 uh, the bottom photo or the bottom uh, rendering, um, I just noticed that um, the before and after, the before had windows on that. Oh, sorry. That's not, what's on page 15? Let me <clears throat> see if I can call, um, what is this called? This is under the board comments and summary. Um, and this is the uh, east elevation. Yeah, it's early, early on. Get there. Um, so, um, you know, the before um, rendering, if you look at the, 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 the most, um, the furthest bay, right? Yeah. It shows windows. And then um, down below <clears throat> in the new version, looks like it's all um, paneling. Um, so can you explain what's behind that area? Yeah, actually on the original, it, it, those aren't windows. They're just a, it is still just a panel meant to appear maybe more like windows in a sense in that. So that is all opaque, but they're just broken down um, in the type of Cereclad or the type of siding that we're using. Um, the thought on, on the scheme down below, and, and it's kind of, around, I would say, <clears throat> the southern, eastern, and northern portion of the project, and why we're using more of a textural variation on it is to is kind of emulate the hillside, if you will, behind. And so we've got these highly textural panels, the, the cast stripe, as you can see down low, um, and then more of a smooth panel up top. And it, and it kind of it kind of undulates, trying to mimic the, the, the hillside uh, if you will, along along the rear facade. And so that's kind of why you're seeing this this panel and then it kind of drops back down and goes back up was the intent there. And it actually continues along uh, along this facade as well. You can, I can zoom in a little bit. You can see these lighter panels kind of undulate up mm -hmm. and down along the, along the front of the facade. So a very subtle move that I didn't highlight, but I should have. Yeah. Um, and what's behind that area? I'm, I'm just looking at your there, floor plan to see if I can kind of get Yeah, there, there's units. So uh, there is there is a unit behind this. There's a, on kind of the, the right half of this, if you take this block and split it right down the center, the right half of this, there's more of a, a bathroom or closet area right behind mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm. um, there is a bedroom along on the kind of the uh, the left side of that. So there is an opportunity for fenestration on there, but that's a bed wall. So mm -hmm. that type of a unit, it's, it's really high. It would have to be a very tall yeah. linear um, 
is is kind mm -hmm. of the layout that we typically do on the on the bedrooms in the mm -hmm. locations. So yeah, that is we, the reason. The the window faces the the hillside or the green right. uh, the greenscape. We we need a <laughs> needed a wall that someone could actually put their bed against sure. and not up against a window. Yeah, that's fine. Um, let's see. So uh, next page. So where you have uh, or, or whatever that dark color uh, paneling is, and then right below it, you have more of that wood texture. Or I'm assuming it's like some kind of a wood-like, yep. um, uh, you know, hardy panel, right? Um, yep. how, how are those two panels uh, aligned? Are they... Um, basically flushed or is there some kind of uh, space where one is recessed a little bit? Um, just curious. Uh, they're flush. Uh, the intent kind of through the detailing would be uh, maybe uh, more of like a reveal, a larger aluminum extrusion reveal kind of at that break, but it's all on a rain screen material. Um, it's, it's definitely superior to a, a hardy panel, like an exterior uh, face fastened material. So when you take a look at the board, you'll see it's a, it's a five eighths inch panel that interlocks together um, with with various different types of uh, brake metals that'll be able to join those. So it's a it's a very it's a very nice product for the siding. Uh, mm -hmm. So that is the intent. They are in plane um, uh, along that facade. Okay, um, and then um, as you get to the uh, tower. Uh, you, you have some renderings that show that uh, wood like panels to have <laughs> shadows. Mm -hmm. So um, just curious, how is that also like um, installed? Um, is, yep. is, it, is it supposed to have some kind of subtle modulation? Exactly. Uh, another uh, type of uh, an aluminum uh, reveal, if you will, uh, down the center of, of how those two panels connect vertically. So this is a, this will be a horizontal panel that will be able to stack and interlock vertically, but they only come in ten foot widths. So we have to get pretty, uh, yeah, we have to get creative with the way that we break the materials vertically, um, uh -huh. so we can create kind of nice, crisp, clean uh, terminations. So there is a, an aluminum reveal that more or less kind of joins those two panels. So it's a small reveal. I mean, it's only a couple inches there past the face of that uh, that um, uh, that panel but it does it'll create a little bit of a shadow line there and gap I see. So okay. that's the intent mm -hmm. okay um so your your folded scallop infill panels what are what's the material yeah the thought is a metal um i can't tell you what what gauge uh but the thought is is it's uh yeah a thicker metal that's not going to oil can on you, but the thought is is that it is some type of a metal that's uh, that's pre-finished a powder coating that would be mounted to the face of these um, either through a concealed fastener system. But the thought is is that uh, yeah, a, a high durability um, uh, product on there. Mm -hmm. um, and are you metal. still um, sticking with uh, the idea of um, the random uh, popping of you know pop collars or? Yep, that was the thought. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Maybe another another part of why we would choose a 
some type of a plate steel, uh, thin, maybe it's a thinner gauge of, a, of, a, of an eighth, uh, maybe it is a quarter, but the thought is, is that it, you could powder coat it at, at any color um, mm. and either matte finish or gloss finish mm. would be the thought. Uh, okay. On that. Yep. okay, good. Um, <clears throat> so now let's go to the pedestrian oriented elements. Um, can you remind me what is the depth of your um, canopies? you know, for the commercial or retail entrances? Yes, let me go to my other model here really quick, sir. Um, it doesn't project out past the face of the building very much. Uh, since we do have such a large building overhang, that's really counting as our, really as a weather protection mm -hmm. element. It's more of a, a kind of a wayfinding element is right. kind of how we're, how we're using that. But let me uh, grab you a dimension here real quick. From the building face out, or six feet. Okay, so then your your building overhang is what five feet? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's, it's pretty dramatic there. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, five foot six. And then, um, uh, so on your uh, more, you know, the more attractive, yes, that. Uh, I know this. You have what looks like evergreen, large shrubs or trees, right? Um, what was the idea behind that? Because I didn't see that in the other, you know, on the other half of your building. Yeah, um, I, I think I would have to. Yeah, yeah, John, you our, want to yeah just uh, year-round year greenery. Um, so having an, an evergreen variety um to uh to create more interest there throughout all the seasons was the intent of the landscape architect mm -hmm. okay so um and and that's um kind of like um you know uh, meant for and again i'm trying to understand because uh when well i can i can uh we can talk about it later when i get to the landscape plans um So, sorry about the little lag here. Um, so, okay, so we can talk about the landscaping and I'm gonna start with the central plaza. Um, uh, so the first image on page one, I'm sorry, page 15. Yeah, um, so I agree with Carlos that this is gonna be really dark. Um, do you, you know, um, I noticed you do have some sconces. Are, there, are you planning any other decorative lighting for that plaza? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yep, uh, some lower lighting that goes underneath the seating um, to be able to highlight those areas. I know that I believe we talked about it last time, or maybe I had heard it on a separate uh, a separate meeting. But trying to um, uh, provide some type of landscape lighting to be able to help provide um, some dramatic aspects to those, especially those central trees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. So 
So the Butterfly Garden, uh, first, thank you so much for listening. And I'm so glad <laughs> that you have a landscape architect who knows how to create a butterfly garden. Um, you know, um, how wide is that area that's, you know, for, you know, where, where you're planting for the butterfly garden? Let me fly over there real quick. It's a wedge shape, so I'll get you a dimension. Kind of yeah, page 23 has the floor or whatever, if you want to call it the landscape plan. But yeah, go ahead. If, roughly 15 feet from the columns out to the sidewalk, kind of at the widest point. Hold on. Um, and then from the column, roughly the column in, we're at about 10 feet. Okay, so the narrowest is 10, and then it widens to 15. Agreed, yep. And um, and right after you have the, or, yeah, the, the metal screening, where you have the address, the number, the building number, what's underneath that? Yeah, load over there here real quick. Ooh, sorry, my perspective is off here. Just um, so underneath the building number, that's a that's an access point or a sidewalk that heads to the prospective tenant, and as well as up to the to the market rate or uh, tower B portion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, As you can see, kind of yeah. through here. Yeah. Yep. There's a walkway that heads up and a series of ramps and stairs that provide a, a accessible path up to kind of the front door of that. Yeah. Uh, of that other tower. Good. All right. Um, let's see. So let's jump to the um, the second building, the one in, in, you know, further in the interior of the property. And um, page 37. Ooh, uh, probably not down, blank walls. Yeah, the blank walls. So I, um, I know this on the new the the newer version or what what we're reviewing today. <clears throat> you have <clears throat> now you have a covered canopy. Yep. Um. So, um, can you speak a little bit about the design of that in terms of, you know, how you guys thought about, you know, the architectural and you know consistency with the style of your building? Absolutely. Yeah, on this uh, on this portion of the project, really the thought is, is that, oh, am I losing you guys a little bit? Oh, my you, back. You're good. Okay, gotcha. My, looks like my screen was fidgeting a little bit here, just a second. All right. Um, so yeah, the, the intent of that, uh, of that covered canopy is, uh, is to really extend out the PT deck or the concrete deck out over and kind of taper it down. So, uh, so really it's, it's, a, it's a concrete edge to there. Um, the, the idea of more of these linear kind of co uh, column elements that, that you work your way up towards the front entry is really playing off on the, the really tall storefront 
as well as the tall vertical panel elements on, on the facade of this tower. Um, so that's really kind of the, the idea between all these vertical pickets, uh, these vertical uh, column elements behind those pickets uh, to that, trying to keep it as, as simplistic as we can since we're not doing a lot of jewelry on the building of this tower, uh, just trying to create kind of these really tall vertical elements. So that was, that was really the intent of what, what we're trying to provide here, uh, just something super clean um, uh, as, you, as, you're, as you're working your way up to this entrance. Does that help explain it all? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So, so that the 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 canopy that I'm calling the canopy is, is actually uh, an extension of your PT deck. Exactly. Yep. So is that so the, concrete? It is. Yeah. The PT deck is concrete. So that was the that's kind of the the original intent on on what that is. And so, are these are, are the columns um, load bearing or are decorative? No. Yeah, okay. more of kind of a, a deflection system, a sleeve, a sleeved connection, maybe at the top that uh, that actually allows the column, kind of the the grade and the column, to be able to um, differentiate the settlement on there, but not necessarily tie structurally mm -hmm. load bearing to be able to support that. Mm, okay, interesting. Okay, um, okay. So as we move for to to the uh, um, yeah, as we move on the. Um, the right side of the front door, right? Yeah. Uh, this is a little tricky because the page was cut, but so there's these, so after the main lo lobby doors and, you know, um, glazing, there's another small window. And then you have kind of this big area that's, I will just call it the brown blank wall. And then you have the, I, I'm assuming that's the garage wall, right? The gray area. Um, and then there's a door, a man door. Um, so, so what's going on behind all of that? Absolutely. Yeah, so right behind uh, this space at, uh, at P1, it, We've got a storage room that's kind of right in behind here, as well as we've got we've got some parking stalls uh, just to the to the left of this door, if you will. To the right of that door, this is a stairway that connects all different levels of the garage, just from an access and an egress standpoint, trying to separate our residential uh, stairways from kind of our garage exiting. So, um, so the the idea is that this is actually a corridor that goes directly through and into the garage here that that that. Uh, individuals are be able to um, to be able to exit out of the garage at this P level, as well as down below. There's there's a uh, three levels of concrete below you parking garage. So there's a stair right to the right of it here, and then further right behind the screening element is all a uh, parking, in a sense there. And then kind of past this E right over here, you have a you have an elevator core right behind this portion right here. So a vertical circulation uh, throughout the, in the entire building here um, behind this kind of gray panel in a sense. But right here is a storage and um, there's, a, there's a trash chute that actually comes down to the back side of this that goes through and down into a, a trash termination room, I believe at P2, uh, the level below. So, so there's okay. actually quite a bit going on kind of right behind this corner of the building. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and then um uh what is the 
uh, I think you mentioned earlier, it's some sort of a metal mesh or uh, yeah, for that area, right? Because um, I'm, I'm imagining it has to be something where the, uh, the climbing plants can grow. Agreed. Yeah, kind of a, a standoff. Originally, it had started as more or less a guardrail, welded wire mesh guardrail that was up here originally, right? <clears throat> Working through with the neighbors, we added this, this privacy panel behind that and then just stood those, those guardrail, that wire, welded wire mesh uh, panelized system off of the facade a little bit. So it's hanging off the facade to, to allow the growing, uh, the plantings to be able to grow up from, from, the, from the landscaping uh, area and, and try to work vertically and potentially horizontally to be able to help fill in that blank wall was the intent. Okay, so basically you still have your concrete wall behind it? You do, yep, you still have the concrete wall, but this uh, welded wire mesh or screening is is off of that to, to allow the planting to be able to grow up. Was uh, uh -huh. Okay, interesting. Um, let's see, uh, I think that's all I have. Yeah, it's quite a lot, but that's, thank you for um, the explanations. Absolutely. Thank you, Amy, for your questions. Uh, Fatima, do you have any questions? Would you like to go next? Yeah, hi, I, I don't have any uh, questions, but I would just like to say they've done a good job coming back with the work they've presented. Um, all the points have been discussed, but just wanted to say like, the, the usage of materials, the colors, the landscaping on the 120th Avenue, so I, I really like it. Thank you for updating your presentation. Thank you, Fatima. Thank you, Fatima. Um, now it's my turn and I have very quick, I think, questions or comments. First of all, um, have you uh, considered incorporating a local artist in your laser cut screening or the plaza for some, you know, community engagement? Yes, so, um, Dane, if you wanna go back there. So we, we've we done a, a community engagement plan with our partners, Hope Link and Community Roots in Kirkland, um, which have really targeted the future residents of, of our uh, community here. And out of that came, um, several groups interested in, in public art, which is our way to stay connected to the community through this process and development timeline. And so um, there is opportunity and like uh, Dane was kind of leaving that screening area a little um, flexible in terms of perhaps that's one of the areas um, that uh, the community desires to have uh, the public art. Um, We've talked about sculptures, we've talked about um, other art inside the building um, that would be um, uh, done and, and given to the project by different community groups. Um, so it's certainly one of the areas that we would um, continue to work with the community to see if that's, that's an appropriate place for uh, a future art installation. So I've noticed you have a few of those uh, metal screening throughout the project. So will they have the same rhythm or will every area 
be a cooperation with, uh, you know, other community group or artists? How do you plan that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, consistency um, and, and a common thread is certainly would be our goal um, to, to kind of spread the art throughout the community. So whether it's a couple panels or, or multiple um, would be something that we would incorporate kind of in different areas um, throughout the community here. So it's still a bit ongoing um, in terms of where the actual art would be placed, um, but that's something that uh, we're continuing to work with HopeLink on to, to identify and work through. Okay. And then um, with all the changes that you made, uh, did the lighting plan uh, change at all? Or do you still keep the same uh, same locations with the same lights? Yeah, uh, the intent was to keep uh, primarily the same fixtures that we are proposing in the lighting plan, but uh, updated with the with the most current landscape plan um, is what is what is in it's in it and it's located in the appendix, and I can flip there if you want. I would after my. Uh, Next question or request, um, if you can, I see that you already have the 3D rendering of the project. So if you can uh, walk us through the ground level, the pedestrian experience around the building and maybe stop and kind of point out the lighting fixtures, that will be very helpful. Mm. Yep, yeah. Let's see. See if I was good enough. I'm not sure if I, uh, I'll see if I can turn it to nighttime here. They might not show all perfectly. So forgive me if the, the lumen levels are not quite on, but you'll be able to see certain fixtures here as we're I'm kind of walking along. I know my forgiving character. Okay, very excellent. So yeah, really a building sconces kind of along the facade here. Um, the intent would be able to, we have a, we have a soffit underneath this portion of the building, it's a little dark here. Let me uh, show the, the idea would be that we'd have building building uh, soffit lighting here mm -hmm. underneath that main entry, but to be able to continue kind of building soffit lighting underneath this proposed parking as well. And as you head out to the facade, the idea is to be able to put building sconces uh, along the columns here as you march up 120th. See if I can move a little faster here. Right, so you have only column light, you don't have ceiling light as well? Um, we do, we actually do. I, they're not, they're actually casting a, a light in here, but they're not cutting through this material. The thought is, is that those soffit lights underneath the proposed uh, or the prospective tenant parking would kind of march their way down uh down this facade here you can kind of see they're they're shown kind of in the ceiling here but more like linear lights kind of as you walk down that pathway and into the main entrance would mm -hmm. be the intent there mm -hmm. right away lights obviously out in the planting strip we've been working with uh with transpo uh to be able to get those located so they're not showing very brightly or probably the right fixture in this rendering. So apologize for that, if that's the case. But again, the column lighting <clears throat> along here, the, the intent would be 
down and up since we're below the building overhang here to be able to kind of show kind of how the columns meet that soffit material would be the thought. So you get a little uplight on that soffit around the edge of the building was kind of the intent here. Right now in this rendering, they're not necessarily showing, they don't have any lighting levels, but the intent would be some recessed lighting underneath the plant or the, the seating walls here, kind of recessed into those, uh, into those low uh, planting walls to be able to highlight those areas. And then kind of as you march around and into the public plaza, right into here, as you can see, it kind of turns the corner, those columns are, are, being, um, are being lit. In the planting plan, I do, I'm showing some, some fixtures at the undersides of these tree canopies um, and, and shining up into the tree canopies. Mm -hmm. uh, another intent that, that I'm showing in the planting plan was actually floor mounted lights that are actually casting up onto this green wall was the intent. Again, this model that didn't show the actual lighting levels in there. So apologize for that, but it is in the, in the lighting plan that you can see. And then as we work along, um, kind of in response maybe to Amy's comments about kind of these uh, these uh, evergreen or uh, uh, conical uh, plantings here, well, the thought was here too, just to try to uplight those kind of along, along the side. Again, they're, they're kind of showing in the planting plan, but you know, I think in this rendering, they're, they're obviously not the right lumen levels. So, but again, I mean, we have columns the colonnade works all the way across the building facade. So that was, that's the intent is to really, um, to really light those. So what's the distance between the columns? Uh, anywhere between 20 and a max of a uh, max of 30 feet. So I think they're, they're closer to like 22. I want to say cons relatively consistently. Mm -hmm. And then the intent kind of along the backside of here uh, was to be able to provide some type of bollard lighting uh, on the access kind of coming from the Fred Meyer side and into the, uh, into the entry over here with a, with a sconce in the building. So do you also provide light where the retaining wall is or not? Um, I need to, I, in terms of parking lighting and our, and our electrical engineer, this is more like pedestrian scale lighting that I provided at least into this rendering in a sense. Mm -hmm. So really more of the architectural type of lighting. So um, <clears throat> confirming the parking lighting on what's adjacent on the adjacent property lighting up uh, kind of this access aisle was not included in this rendering here. Okay. But <clears throat> the intent was to be able to provide some type of architectural lighting for, uh, for residents and, uh, and guests to be able to uh, gain access into the garage at this point. <clears throat> at least so, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a better. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> can you can you give us a, like a, a top view with the light that you have uh, planned uh, maybe during nighttime, like just before you switch the view? Yeah. To a night view. Yeah. Kind of an aerial shot like that. Mm -hmm. Oops. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
okay. Yeah. <laughs> now I understand that better. Oh, okay. Thank you for your um, answers. Now it's my time to ask if anyone has any follow-up questions. And uh, it looks like we don't. Do we have members of the audience that would like to ask questions? John? Yeah, so there are a number of attendees. So if any of the attendees would like to uh, provide public comment, now's your chance. Please hit the raise hand feature. And, I'll, and it looks like Joe Tovar is up. Yeah, it doesn't seem like your audio is working, Joe. Nothing yet. Yeah, we cannot hear you. Maybe you would like to try and fix that. Do we? In the meantime, do we have another attendee? John, you said. Yeah, so if there are other attendees that would like to speak, please raise your hand at this point. While Joe is fixing the audio. We have Jeff 2022. Jeff 2022. Yep, so Jeff, if you can, uh, once you're able to speak, can you please provide your full name and email and please spell out your email address, please. Uh, yeah, my name's Jeff Bedford, and since Joe is not able to uh, get his sound going, I could possibly speak on his behalf. I'm <clears throat> I'm a member of Bedford Properties who uh, own the school next door. Thank you, Jeff. Can you please uh, state your email before you start talking? Yes, I shall. I'm about so, to do that. Admin. A-D-M-I-N at bedfordproperties.net. And so uh, we, we've got a few things that we'd like to say. Um, first off, regarding the scale, um, regarding the vertical and horizontal modulation, were there any changes to the north side of Tower B? I guess that's a good question for John or Dane. Negative, nope. Uh, really, uh, Jeff, based all of our comments, just really on what came out of the DRC uh, round one, and I think what came out of that one, there were no comments on the, on the, uh, on the elevation there along, uh, along the north of that tower. 
Okay, thanks, Dane. I was just uh, just wanting to clarify. So Absolutely. regarding uh, what you guys have in mind for the blank walls, uh, we endorse those changes. Uh, we think they're all a good idea. Uh, regarding open space and landscaping, uh, we endorse, uh, uh, John, your arborist recommendations in both their reports and the recommendation uh, to replacement plant with eight to 10 foot tall evergreens of a suitable shade tolerant species. Uh, in the arborist report, they recommend mulch only in the bed with mature Austrian pines, but the landscape plan shows a drive aisle buffer of shrubs. These shrubs, in, in my uh, belief, would compete for water and nutrients with these trees that are gonna, <clears throat> excuse me, they're gonna be stressed. We endorse the arborist recommendations of mulch only. Uh, there is no close-up of any ground cover here, close-up view. Uh, I mean, the closest would be those entering tower B uh, from main entrance, and that's more than 30 feet away. So, uh, you know, from my point of view, mulch would probably look fine. Uh, regarding the courtyards, we endorse, uh, again, uh, Inland's undertaking to visually separate the two courtyards facing the school with the six foot tall solid steel panels. Uh, we also endorse uh, you guys' undertaking to provide screening in the openings of that small parking lot under the anchor part of Tower A. Uh, one question we ask is, would it be possible for the two screens that filter views of our school's pay playground be a fine enough mesh to screen detail, of course, unless the, the viewer moves really close to the screens? That'd be something that, uh, that would be nice if it, if it works into your design plans. Uh, and one more thing uh, that I just picked up on uh, from that doorway in Tower B that uh, exits the car park, and then people uh, head off uh, to the right to get uh, to get to the main entrance to Tower B. There's no railing on that. Would that be possible to put a railing on it, just like you've got uh, on that walkway uh, to the main entrance of Tower B that comes uh, from 120th? Uh, would that be possible? John, do you want to answer that one? I'm not sure I'm, yeah, I'm, not sure I'm following the location. Dane, do you want to maybe throw back up the, Absolutely. the thing there? Jeff, just want to make sure I understand the location here. Yeah, that was a pretty complicated explanation on my part. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, here's the place. Okay, so we look, uh, yeah, that's the spot. Yep, you got it. Yep. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just whacking up a, a, some kind of railing of the same design, uh, uh, which would, uh, to us, uh, not only uh, look, uh, look good from our side, but also if anybody felt like hopping over that, that low wall, uh, that uh, it'd be a little bit tougher for them. Yeah. A 
a couple things on Jeff, just on that, Jeff, just to make sure we're understanding the same thing. So that's that's essentially an, an emergency access door that's coming out of the the uh, stair uh, the stairways within the parking garage. So it's the entrance is further to the left of that screen. So people won't be coming in about in and out of that door. And then also we have the um, the fence, which you can't see in this, but the the six foot uh, fence that will be on our property line. So in terms of like the views from your parking lot into that area, you wouldn't see that um, because of the fence height already um, there at the property line. Maybe you can zoom in on that one. Um, yeah. Keep going on that one, Dane, to kind of show that that fence treatment there that we we talked about to add some extra screening. So there you go. So if you could zoom in a little bit more, Dane, to that location of the right door. Here. There you go. So yeah, yeah, so that, yeah. So that's kind of already screened with the fence versus a need for another another railing. There is was was our intent. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, now that you say that, that's not going to be a regular. I saw that person walking and I thought, oh, that must be a, a, a regular exit. Dane uh, likes to throw people all over the place. So, uh, <laughs> well, anyway, okay, next time put a fire helmet on them. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't see any reason at this point then for anything like that. Uh, okay. uh, but certainly I do go back to. Uh, uh, all the other things that I said, which represent uh, Bedford properties, and Joe would have said those things if his sound had, had worked. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. No worries. Thank you, Jeff. Hey, Joe. Would you would you still like to try to speak? We could try maybe doing a phone call in if you have your cell phone handy. Yeah, your video is working, Joe. But yeah, video is working. Hear you. Yeah, it looks like. Joe is content, please. <laughs> well, relatively content with the message that uh, Jeff has delivered. Okay, thank you very much, Joe. And I believe it is our time to move forward to deliberation. Um, Amy, go ahead. I see that your uh, mic is on. Not intentionally, but uh, yeah, I'll, um, I can start. Um, uh, I really want to commend the uh, applicant for uh, all the thoughtful ways that they tried to respond to our concerns last time. Um, I, uh, you know, I understand that this will be a mixed income pro um, project and uh, all the more reason I'm very, very appreciative of uh, a lot of the moves that they made that, uh, you know, normally um, applicants or developers are not willing to, to do, um, you know, so I just wanted to use this time to first just acknowledge those things. Um, uh, earlier, I asked about the step back if that's required, because, you know, uh, you know, it's, Again, um, giving up that extra square footage for some developers is a big deal. And so uh, 
I think that uh, they should be commended for doing it. I think that it makes the project so much more attractive, so much more uh, pedestrian in scale. Um, and then the layering of their um, uh, base and uh, recessed windows and and then the upper portion, um, breaking that up even further. And then, um, you know, the uh, modulation the, of the uh, roof line that they introduced. Uh, I think um, all of those also contribute to the, you know, to really enhancing um, how this building, um, especially the building on 120th, uh, is going to be experienced by the public. Um, and then on the ground level, uh, again, um, you know, having that overhang, um, you know, even though it's just five feet, you know, um, but we fight with developers all the time to even just provide a small weather protection. And for this building, it's a permanent thing. And so, um, again, uh, you know, I wanted to... Uh, really um, just commend them for, you know, just, uh, again, uh, you know, a design that really works for pedestrians. Um, uh, additional things that I really, really appreciate uh, with the elevation, again, the 120th one, uh, I thought that the scallops are, you know, unique. We haven't seen anything like that when, uh, you know, we <laughs> We often see the same versions of uh, the same materials and color palettes. Uh, uh, and, uh, and so again, thank you for um, even doing that. Um, again, it adds to another layer of um, details. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, one of my favorite mantras that the devil's in the details. It's what's, it's, it's what makes, you know, buildings, um, uh, relate better with, you know, um, you know, he, the human scale. And so, um, uh, you know, all the little details that you guys have uh, incorporated and introduced really makes a big difference. Um, and then the variety of window types, that's another thing. And then the treat, you know, the, you know, introduction of, or, or the expression of the tower um, is another one of the good moves. Um, and then at the ground level, um, definitely the butterfly garden. And let's hope that um, the plants uh, thrive. And I'm sure it's going to be a little bit more of an investment for the management to maintain that. And hopefully, since it's in front of their leasing office, they will notice if the plants are dying and will will be more, um, you know, conscious about really maintaining that, uh, almost like as a, as a, you know, a uh, front yard to their leasing office. Um, and then, um, uh, let's see, what else? Oh, and, uh, you know, the bike parking um, along 120th, um, I, you know, that uh, they, they have two, given that uh, they have such a large or long um, front um, or street frontage, it's, it was a good idea to separate them, you know, not to cluster them and then using that uh, as another way to activate the ground floor. Um, 
So having said that, um, I, I do have some um, additional recommendations and requests or uh, comments for design improvements. Um, so for, and, and these are minor, um, but I think they're important to have. For the central plaza, I, I agree with Carla said that plaza is gonna be dark even during the day. So I would like to see some kind of more dramatic lighting for it. Um, you want that you can keep on during the day. Um, and, uh, you know, I know the renderings didn't show us what it would look like if you have the uplighting of the trees. Um, but the other idea, too, is um, I know in one of your courtyards amenities, you provided those uh, string of lights sort of, you know, thing the same, you know, kind of like what Totem Lake has. Um, so you could do something like that or... Um, I was recently in the Washington DC um, and uh, uh, experienced an amazing, amazing um, new development on the waterfront. And uh, you know, it's 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 you know one of the things that really surprised me and impressed me is that they they actually had these chandeliers on the exterior on the on the walkways, um, not. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I kind of thought it's a splurge, but it really made the space special because it's, you know, they've, they've really invested. In other words, you don't have to put those other lighting, the typical predictable lighting, if you put one that is a statement. Um, uh, and so I would, you know, I would encourage you guys to, you know, to, to swap out your, you know, your typical lighting with something that's more dramatic. Um, on the um, on the um, butterfly garden, um, I would really like to see uh, a walkway, you know, where you have the um, the street or the building address, and the reason why I asked about it earlier is as I suspected. There's a, there's a walkway in the interior, right? So if you extend that walkway all the way out to the sidewalk on the street, you have another, it's almost like if you think about creating a street grid to, to um, facilitate more pedestrian movement, this is what this is doing, regardless of whether people are use, gonna use it or not. Now, once you put that in there, you 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 then create a, another way for people to experience your butterfly garden. Um, and instead of the way you've oriented your bench, and I'm sorry if I now I'm kind of designing it for you, maybe um, you know do like an L-shaped bench on both sides of that walkway, kind of like almost like as an entry feature, right? So people can still sit there, enjoy the butterfly garden, but you can even get closer and, you know, um, uh, while you're, and, and enjoy the butterfly garden on the way to get into the building. Um, so the rain screen, I think I'm using the right term. Um, you know, uh, again, I asked about it earlier, the one where you have the wood, the wood-like finish and then the dark gray. Um, and you mentioned that you are providing some sort of a metal 
uh, I, I can't remember what you use, what term you use, like a frame or, you know, um, uh, I would really encourage you to emphasize that um, because I noticed that a lot of, a lot of buildings where you, they have the same material um, with different colors and without that break, um, it, it really looks tacky. Um, and so having a little bit more of that break between them will, will help um, because they're both on the same um, same flush, you know, because they're both flush, right, to each other. Um, so this will be probably a bigger one. Um, your blank walls on your interior building, I, um, uh, where you introduce openings for your garage ventilation, I would really encourage you to look at how Totem Lake designed their garages. Uh, they don't have your typical rectangular horizontal orientation. And uh, I, um, I, I was so impressed with how they camouflaged those garages. They look more like part of the residential building. So I, if you can reorient your openings to look more like they're at the same rhythm or the same mod um, articulation or fenestration, um, you know, composition as a residential um, space, uh, uh, I would really, uh, uh, um, I would really uh, encourage you to do that. Um, I think it's going to make it a lot better. Um, and I, I, oh, the other thing that, um, you know, I would encourage you to think about as an opportunity when, when you talked about this uh, concrete, um, gosh, what is the term you use, that um, extends out, um, you are technically creating a porch. So think about how can you make your porch inviting and and have that warm warm welcoming feeling i mean you already have the bones of it but i think that um uh there's something you can do with it to make it more um definitely residential in feel so those are all my comments okay so uh would you, in your uh, comments, um, approve, approve with condition or ask the applicant to come back with um, another version? So I think that um, everything can be conditioned except the garage treatment. So I'm not sure. I, I would like to hear uh, the fellow board members' uh, assessment because if you guys are okay with what they're showing now and we you, you think we can approve it, I'll, I'll be okay with that. Okay. That's important to know. Thank you. Uh, Randall, would you like to go next? Sure. I, as as Amy has gone down a fairly comprehensive list of things, I I think they, I would look at them as 
purely things to the, the, the applicant to study and then to make a decision on their own. I don't think the rest of the board has to get in into that because a lot of the, I mean, it's very finite detail uh, in that, but uh, I mean, you put a sidewalk through the butterfly garden and you decrease the size of the butterfly garden. And I would, you've got nice walls that are kind of right along the side of it on the, the inside edge to start to kind of give seating so you can sit next to it and that type of thing. And I think it's well thought out to begin with. And that, uh, I just, the garage entrance on this is probably about as hidden as you can get it without hiding it. And I think once you try to, but a fenestration on it that starts to look like the side of the building, you're going to hide it. And it's going to be more confusing than what it is. So you still you still got to have wayfinding and ways for people to find to get into the garage and that type of thing. I don't I mean this garage comes around and really the only thing that looks at it is the Fred Meyer gas station. So I don't uh, I don't see the need for that. I think that done a very nice job of it to begin with. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't condition it. I wouldn't direct them or condition it to make a change there or go forward. And I'd just say go forward. And that other than that, I I I like from from where we started to where we're at now. Uh the applicant has done an excellent job and they've responded very well. And the one thing I would like to commend the applicant for is responding to the school, uh, the property there to the north. There seems to have been a very cordial discussion and conversation throughout the last both, both times that we've met and that type of thing. And they've done a bit. I think they've done an excellent job working together to, to bring that along. And so, you know, part of the reward of that is, is not pick the rest of the design apart and, and that because they've really done an excellent job with that. And I think setting into the environment, setting it's a, it's a large project. There's a lot of detail going around it, but this is probably one of the more detailed buildings that we've seen recently because you've got so many sides to it and so many angles and, and this type of thing. And then you've got, you know, the front sidewalk is not the sidewalk along the street that abuts the building. There's a secondary sidewalk that goes in pedestrian pathway. And so they've, they've created a whole new environment that pulls you away from the street and into the building, which I think is a, is a fantastic idea because then you get coverage and, and that type of thing. So I, I'm really at a point right now is to, to just move it on for, forward through the process. And, and I, I just really like it. It's a nice building. Thank you, Randall. Fatima, would you like to go next? Yeah, I agree with uh, what Randall had to say. Um, Amy pointed out a few things which are just fine tuning. I, I wouldn't say something big to work on. They've done a fabulous job uh, with the last time what we saw with what they came up today, especially as Randall mentioned, the relationship between the school and the building. I, I, I really like it, how they've uh, been talking to each other and cooperating with each other. And so it's really nice. And yeah, 
I, I would go ahead with it if everybody agrees to it. Yeah. I, I also really like the project and what they've done, the landscaping on 120. Yeah, so. Thank you, Fatima. Carlos. Thanks, Shoshana. Um, I guess that I can echo all uh, the board members uh, by saying that um, this project has evolved a lot. Uh, seeing the first uh, conceptual design conference and now what they presented, I think that they did a really good job um, kind of like taking uh, all the feedback that we have given them and incorporating it into the building. So don't have any issues with that. Um, so, uh, but there's something that uh, I would like to see and it's just that the drawings are properly coordinated. I, I noticed a lot of discrepancies uh, and a lot of open items that were not um, specified. Uh, I think that the, for other projects, we have asked applicants to correct their drawings whenever like there are some inconsistencies. Uh, for instance, um, I guess that I can start with landscaping, making sure that the renderings match the a landscaping plan. That's something that uh, it's open to interpretation to pick whatever they can do. So I would like to see some consistency between the plans and the renderings. Uh, materials, uh, the railings, uh, we didn't even discuss what's the finish of the railing, what color. Uh, it seems that it's a blue. I don't know if it's kind of like the FB08 or the other blue that they are using throughout the project. Canopies, uh, again, like the, the finish, uh, uh, currently kind of like in the finishes that we were uh, provided with. Uh, I think that they are uh, specifying everything to be FB7, uh, but FB7, I don't know if it's gonna be a match of that same color or if they are gonna kind of like do something else. Uh, screening, uh, I didn't see that on the elevations uh, noted and identified. So I would like to see uh, that um, pretty much kind of like the applicant to define what they are planning to do with kind of like these preferred metal panels or these uh, kind of like uh, feature elements that can bring attraction and kind of like attention from pedestrians. Um, the, another item that I noticed is uh, the yellow accents that they have uh, below some windows. Uh, per the conversation, it was said that they are metal concealed panels, but uh, the exterior elevations showed them as the cerakleth finish. Uh, some of elevations even note the FB6 that is a charcoal color and it's pointing to the yellow uh, area. So I think that the, the, the applicant just needs to kind of like um, just clean up the, the drawings, make sure that they are properly identified, that if there's kind of like some sort of design intent, it's noted on the locations and the plans and the, and the renderings, uh, and it's consistent throughout the entire uh, package. Um, and that's pretty much kind of like it, just making sure that it, it is consistent. I don't, I don't think that I would hold them from kind of like approving this, but I would like to approve it with uh, conditions, if that's the case, uh, to make sure that whatever was discussed during uh, the meeting today is incorporated into the final package. Okay, thank you, Carlos. Um... So I guess it will be my turn to speak. I would like to say that, yes, it's a very challenging project, 
but it looks like um, the applicant have decided to have fun with it because uh, it was it 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 looks like it evolved from kind of a burden to something that is really really fun to play with it and all the features that were kind of um, challenging uh, the applicant took them and made them more interesting so with that I commend the applicant and also it is very important that to hear that even though again it's a mixed income project uh, there is no there is no short of materials and um, design elements that make the the project looks richer and more elevated, luxurious, excuse me for using these words, but looking better. And uh, at the same time, working with the community to incorporate local artists. Um, I would like to see like Carlos, I agree with Carlos and um, that I would like to approve with some uh, conditions just because everything is so, looks so great and we just want to make sure that all the ends are tied and knotted though it looks like the applicant does put a lot of attention to the details and they do seem to care about what they're doing immensely so uh i really appreciate that we really um it, it really shows i mean we're all sharing the same feeling about it it's just that these final cosmetic small changes that are, you know, they might seem minor, but uh, God is in the details, right? This is what makes, this is what makes a good design great. This is what makes us proud being board members. So if you don't mind, we would encourage, I would like someone to make a motion about approving with changes and uh, with approving with conditions, sorry. And uh, I would like to really summarize and focus those, you know, conditions, which will be very, very straight to the point. They will not steal much of your time, but they will, uh, but they will make all of us feel really great about this. And again, I want to say how much we appreciate your work. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so, so Shoshana, I guess that uh, I can uh, make the motion if you don't mind. And, um, uh, I, have a, I have a question before we can we. Can I, can I just ask my question, Carlos, before you Go make ahead. the motion? So, um, you know, I was wondering uh, if maybe we can hear from the applicant if any of the things that we kind of suggested are things that they think are doable, um, and then we can add that into the conditions. Um, yeah, I don't want to put them on the spot, but at the same time, you know, if there's things about some, you know, like some of the things that I've mentioned, right, that they can easily do um, that 
then we can add them into the condition. So I was, uh, okay, go ahead. I mean, I will let the applicants answer. John, looks like you're ready to answer. Yeah, yeah I was just gonna state, I, I, you know, the, the consistency items are, are, are what we expect in terms of just, you know, clean up to presentation and what and and landscaping coordination with the overall plan as you've seen this 3d model that dane has developed is immensely large and detailed and there's just bound to be you know things that that don't get consistent so um so com completely in agreement with that um Amy, I think speaking to you directly, the 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 cut through with the butterfly garden, um, kind of creating that that connection um, is, is probably a smart idea. People are going to naturally cut through, probably. So I think having a defined extension of that sidewalk will will prevent damage to to landscaping in the long term. Um, I think the other items you mentioned with the the garage and the um, the covered area. Um, I, I think I'm willing to, our, our team to take a look at the covered area. It's really difficult on the garage, just with the amount of, of back of building items we have there with stairwell access, storage rooms, um, electrical rooms. We actually have a stormwater vault, um, kind of buried in the, <laughs> in the parking garage, the logistics of all that. I, I, honestly don't know what more we can do with that in terms of um, increasing um, fenestration or, or openings there but but I think we can jazz up the um, the the pedestrian um, covered covered walkway um, I I would uh, request that uh, the condition be be broad and left to our our more of our discretion than a prescribed um, kind of treatment on that just because we we need to uh, take a look at some things, but um, I think if we're uh, limited to cleanup and um, the the butterfly access and the, and the pedestrian covering, we we'd be in agreement with that. How about light some uh, for the um, plaza additional light or more detail? Yeah, than yeah, I I think that's that's an easy an easy lift for us as well. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I had the impression that these are all kind of easy fixes for you that you can do relatively uh, soon. So um, would anyone else like to make a comment before Carlos would like to make his great motion? Seeing not, Carlos, would you like to entertain a motion? to approve with conditions. Yeah, um, I would I'll move that the DRB approve the project with the following conditions. Um, ensure consistency throughout the uh, plans, elevations, and renderings, especially emphasis on landscaping plans, exterior elevations, and materials, uh, lighting plans, and um, in terms of materials, uh, to ensure that um, the materials are properly identified as discussed during tonight's um, meeting, or as identified during tonight's meeting. And provide additional treatment for the garage area? Yeah, 
uh, well, I guess that that's part of the landscaping plan to provide uh, the treatment for the garage area and include the uh, sidewalk uh, comments uh, for the butterfly uh, planting area. Would anyone like to second? I second the motion. Does anyone oppose? Do we have a roll call? Do we do a roll call, John? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Okay, Randall Brand. Approve. With condition. Carlos Castaneda. Approve with conditions. Shoshana Cohen. Approve with conditions. Fatima Cohen. Approve with conditions. And Amy Tars. Approve with conditions. Okay. Motion carries. Thank you very much. Okay. So. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Yep, thank Great you. job, guys. Yep. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate the comments. Yeah. Wouldn't have gotten here without you guys. So really appreciate the feedback. Makes us better at what we do. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep working on down the line. So thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, John, uh, do we need to pull attendance for the next? Yes. Meeting? Let's see here. So I want to be a little bit more proactive because we got the holidays coming up. Um, let me share my screen. Okay, got a little chart here. So thank you for Blanca for also helping pull. So what we have is, um, so we've heard from most of you on the 21st and the 19th of, um, so November 21st would be our next meeting. And I just want to confirm, so Brad's not here tonight, but I want to confirm with Amy if you're able to make the 21st. I guess I muted myself. Yes, I can do the 21st. Perfect. So we're good there. And also, how about the, the December 19th? I should be also available. Okay. okay. And then, so in January, what's happening is um, the our typical uh, Monday night meetings on the 2nd and the 16th have to be canceled because they're um, city holidays for New Year's and Martin Luther King Day. So we're planning just the one meeting in January. So that'll be the January 19th, Monday night um, uh, meeting. And so just wanted to get a sense from you all tonight uh, and to also put it on your calendars if it's, if, if you're, if you can make it. So maybe I'll just go down the list. Um, so Shoshana, and if you need to get back to me, that's fine. You can get back to Blanca. But if you know tonight, it'd be good to at least to get the yes. Okay, I will get yeah. back to you. Okay. And that, John, that'll be a Thursday night meeting? Uh, no, Monday night. Monday night. So it'd be the okay. third the Monday. The 19th is a Thursday. Is it? On my calendar. Let sorry, me... sorry, sorry. Let me look. It looks like a Thursday on my calendar. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I put a one in there when I should know. It's the ninth. Sorry. Okay. So, Shoshana, you'll get back to us. Um, okay. Amy? 
So um, I'm available right now. Okay. And we'll confirm. Carlos? I'll be available. I'll be traveling uh, that week, unfortunately. Okay. So Carlos is in the We'll get back to Brad. Randall? You can put me down as yes. Okay. Tyler, we'll follow up with, and Fatima. Yes, I'll, I'll be available. Hopefully. Okay, perfect. So can I just okay. get cl clarification about December 5th? I don't see it on your... Um... Yeah, because right now we don't have anything on the agenda, and oh, okay. I'm not anticipating anything at this oh, point. Okay. But if but if something does come up, we'll definitely pull. Um, mm -hmm. What we'll do is we'll pull on the, the meeting of the 21st. Or um, the yeah, yeah, 21st, yeah. But right now there's nothing on the agenda. Okay. Okay, that's it for me. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. It seems like our business have concluded for tonight. Uh, the motion we adjourned. <laughs> okay. I second the motion. Amy, you're active on motions today. Does anyone oppose? No. Can I say that we unanimously vote to uh, adjourn tonight? Everyone say hi. 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 Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Good, good night. night. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.